The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Here he is, Brandon. Welcome back to the Brandon Peters Show for the final part of this round of Rom-Com Roulette. As we pick up, we have talked previously, Return to Me from 2000, which Greg had picked, and then um, 1934's It Happened One Night, which was Jessica's. Now we're on to mine, so we're going to spill in the wheel and find out what it is. Although, if you looked at the picture coinciding with this episode... You probably already know. But anyways, if you just click the button, didn't see the title, cool. The mystery is about to reveal itself. Well, we'll move on from the uh, the, the cutesy, fun, happy uh, endings, oh my God. good stuff, to, <laughs> to some more ugly, tough, honest, and troublesome 1981's Modern Romance, my pick of this. I don't think that we should go out anymore. I mean, I I just think it's over. Okay, it's over again. No, not again. This is it. This is the last time. It's for real. You've heard of a no-win situation, haven't you? No. Really, no? You've never heard of one? Vietnam? This? After Robert broke up with a girl of his dreams... Don't call me either, okay? Drop dead. Very sweet. Thanks. He was single. There's 10 million people in this city alone. How difficult can it be to find one perfect person? It's not that big a deal. He was free. A call. A call, Mr. Popularity. Mr. Popularity. Hello. He took vitamins. You broke up with somebody. Uh Uh-huh. You're going to need C, magnesium. He started running. One, two, three. I don't even miss her. He started dating. Ellen, Ellen, out of the past. Ellen, Petey, Ellen. He had everything a modern guy could want. Robert Cole, everything you do from this moment on will only make you feel better. He felt awful. I'm alone now. I don't want to play lewd. What am I going to do? Hug myself? Please, I don't... Okay. Got another one. Columbia Pictures presents a film by Albert Brooks, Modern Romance. What are you doing here? You're going out on a date, aren't you? Robert, I'm closing the door. Okay. You two didn't get along. You said it yourself. All you ever did was fight. So who is he? You slept with him? Twice? I'm going home. All right, hold it. It's all we ever did. I'm telling you, we fought and fought, and then we had great sex. We never really could talk. Yesterday you told me you didn't want to see me. Cheap talk. I love you very much, Mary. I know you do. Oh, I know you do. I guess that's the same as I love you, too. Sure. Albert Brooks and Catherine Harold in Modern Romance. If it isn't love, what is it? I love you very much. Mary. Directed by Albert Brooks. Written by Albert Brooks and Monica McGowan Johnson. Starring Albert Brooks, Catherine Harold, Bruno Kirby, Jane Halloran, Bob Einstein... James L. Brooks and George Kennedy. Uh, the film follows a successful film editor with far too many issues that affects the relationship between him and his remarkably patient girlfriend. Oh, God. All right. So this is my pick. Uh, this one famously uh, did not 
uh, take off too well. It was well, uh, decently reviewed. Uh, did not take it to the box office, but it did catch the eye of one Stanley Kubrick, who yep. Brooks felt good about this film and that he made it uh, was successful because Kubrick said it was one of the best films he ever saw. He's like, I always wanted to make a film like this. You did it perfectly. I always wanted to make a film about jealousy. And it got to a point where like Kubrick called Brooks in the middle of the night all the time, talking about things, faxing him things to where Brooks had to change his number. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, he was wow. like, he's like, yeah, I got a little bit too much but he's like it was great at first and because kubrick was odd he was not but he'd like call in the middle of the night and be like hey i got some notes you want to go over like he was he was sending it like albert books like scripts to look over and stuff like that because he really valued this film so much that he thought brooks was you know uh and kubrick was in england too right so it was total time difference so what he wasn't thinking yeah he was taking with this but white men can't jump another crazy one that Kubrick was one of his favorite movies. Um, That's amazing. But yeah, I love uh, I love to hear about that. But I will I will like we've done. Um, one of you can take off from my pick here, Modern Romance. Well, I this is the first time I ever saw Modern Romance. I do love Albert Brooks. Um, <laughs> this is so stressful only because it's so real <laughs> and it's so ridiculous. The whole time, like, would he, <laughs> God, when he's at work and he's like, I can't work right now. I just broke up with my girlfriend. I'm a mess. Look at me. But he's just so cool. And everyone he runs into, he has to tell them, bye. My girlfriend. I just broke up with my girlfriend. And the, the turmoil in the head going back and forth, how he's like moving on, getting better. And then he can't cope it. Just watching his roller coaster of emotions throughout 24 hours was amazing and a little too real that yeah it does stress it stressed me out but it was fun like when he goes to the shoe store or to the like the old school like finish line or whatever i love that scene i had to rewind it show my boyfriend i was like please watch this again because something about him getting taken advantage of by the sales guy just because you know well uh, i'm starting a new me starting a new life so i gotta do whatever i gotta do to move on with my new life uh is so freaking funny and when he's like okay. no this is pretty expensive i don't know uh this sweatsuit he's like oh i'm sorry i took you for a serious runner so my mistake <laughs> you can get the box of the you know bundle package i just you'll be happy with the pack you'll be happy with the box. so funny my mistake i i thought you're serious. Sometimes I misjudge people. Uh, that is so funny. But no, uh, the entire movie is so stressful. And then once, you know, they're yep. back together, you know what's going to happen. And you're waiting for it. Because the whole time he's crazy jealous. Every little thing he's doing is like, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Ugh. He's making calls. He's lying about stuff to track her down. I'm getting pissed off. And I'm like, I love you, Albert Brooks. What are you doing? Um <laughs> Yeah, that that's triggering almost all the jealousy yeah. stuff. Um, but again, once he thinks he's getting everything he wants, and then he's getting it back, like, and she's like, "Yeah, I can't do this." I'm like, "This is hilarious." They're gonna keep doing it, and as we see, it will just keep going. The cycle will continue <laughs> forever, probably. Um, so that I did enjoy. There was enough comedy in there that I could keep watching it. 
Um, the, the stressful stuff becomes more humorous on multiple watches, but the first time you go through it, you're like, Christ. I'm kind of like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is too real. But then the whole time he's at work, I'm enjoying the movie editing stuff and watching the oh, yeah. cutting of the reels. So that part, I'm like, oh, yay. Which I don't yep. even know what it has to do with the freaking movie. Or maybe you can give me more insight on that. I'm like, is this, why is this part even in here? But I enjoy it. It's probably my favorite part. Just him yeah. at work. <laughs> Hulk sounds, or Hulk sounds. Wait, wait, what is he, he doesn't sound like that. Well, you said the Hulk, I wanted to stop. <laughs> the people are screaming or whatever. It's like, well, uh, when he was at work, he wasn't insufferable because the rest of the time he was just. Like I, I this was I think this I like I do like Albert Brooks I do, um, but I think this was when I put it on I was like I think this is the first time I've seen it because nothing was ringing a bell to me and I was just ripping out my hair going I'm uncomfortable I'm uncomfortable make this stop how do people like this exist in the world but I know that this is real I know these men exist but why do they exist why is this relationship happening I just I wrote notes and I was like why. Why? I just kept writing <laughs> why? 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 Why is man creating his own problems? Like he's doing this to himself. This is not a problem. Why is he making a problem out of nothing? Why won't he shut up? Why? Like I appreciate his honesty, but then he created the problem. So are we supposed to feel sympathetic that he dumped his girlfriend for no fucking reason? Why would he do that? Because she's perfect? No, that's not a reason. Get over yourself, you fucking asshole. Like I was yelling at the screen the entire time, which again, a testament to the movie of being good. But do I ever want to rewatch it? No, because I'm so angry. With that being said, I want to watch this, um, the the athletic store scene again and again, because that to me felt like a contained, almost like an SNL skit where it would work plucked out of the movie. If that was just a short film of a man walks into, like if it's a short film synopsis, a man uh, recently out of a breakup goes to, um, wants to change his life. And that's the whole scene. You do that scene with him on the running field and then him like just going home being like, I'm about to run. No, I just came to run. Credits. Like that to me is a <laughs> movie in itself and I would be happy because then I wouldn't have all the baggage of how insufferable this character is for creating his own fucking problem and then going, their relationship is empty as all hell. And you really, really drill that point in when they're driving to the cab or driving to the resort or wherever, the cabin or whatever it is that they're going to. And he like asks her about work and she's like, oh, it's going really well. He's like, that's nice. And I'm like, you have nothing to talk about. All you have to talk about is your shitty relationship. And even that's empty. Like, there's nothing there. Like, why is this woman putting up with this? And like, there was nothing to me redeemable about him for me to really go. I get why she's going back to him. Like, I just I really don't understand why she would go back to him because she, I think, is more reasonable and a very attractive woman that I don't think he's really her only option um for so what is it that would make her i mean i guess feeling wanted would make you want to maybe go back to somebody but the inconsistency of feeling wanted in their relationship would probably at least for me i don't know i've never been in something like this situation before but again i know it exists so i just i just uh, it it really triggered me this whole movie so why did you pick it and put me through this <laughs> you don't you why? don't like it when someone stops at a random store to get you like a, a stuffed 
giraffe and a baby doll that goes, and it works. No, and then he goes, Mary. <laughs> he only he only got it so he could track her while he was driving by and see if it was going in the house. He bought so much crap that it, he could see if something moved or or if one thing got stolen, there'd still be stuff on the porch. So, oh my god! So this movie. So what you don't see. So this movie to me begins where. Greg, you were talking about how these rom-coms, you don't think these people are going to last. This begins there, where they don't last. And we didn't see where he won her heart. He's doing all these crazy things again, because that's probably what he did to start the whole thing. And because she's so easygoing and casual and going with this, it drives him nuts because he wants the constant challenge. He likes... This guy is obsessed with the journey to get the girl to accept him, but he can't accept that the relationship happens. He doesn't. He wants the he wants the quest, but not the what comes after. Like he wants, and he's a guy. He's an editor in Hollywood, and he's editing movies. And he's probably in his brain wants his life to work like a movie, and he wants yeah. to cut out bullshit. He wants to, and even at work. When it looks like his movie that he cut is, they're all happy with it. It's fine. Just this, this, and this. Well, that's too easy going. He makes some cuts that piss off the director, and what? And he butts head. Well, I guess we could go with you know whatever, and 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 he's being moronic about that. And then he just has to add some simple stomps in there. You just do it, little things the director said. But and he's also egotistical to where he you know talks about he's you know, saving the picture. You know, I'm the, you know, it really helped the picture where he's talking to her at, at, um, at their first dinner where he breaks up with, uh, his, his girlfriend and he's egotistical about, uh, about that. And then there's a joke made when they do the, the Hulk stomp thing and they figure it out getting the, the fully sound. The guy goes, what do you think? He's like, well, you saved the picture. <laughs> like, just over the little stop scene, which, Greg, you've worked on films. It comes down to these little ridiculous things uh, and and stuff like that. And I think, why is she around? Well, if you go to the party scene that he takes her to, that's why she's around. He's this cool Hollywood guy that has he's obsessed with her and takes her to these cool parties and stuff. And she'll lose that if if uh, he goes away, even though she could be, she's much better off without him. She's a very successful woman, but this guy keeps pulling her. Maybe she's had these abusive relationships or we don't know a lot of where she's come from. All I can gather is she likes the access that he provides with it. Cause she gets but very, he, she's very popular when she goes to those parties, but well, because but, she's a lovely, beautiful woman yeah. and he's not a, like, he's not a, like unappealing in this movie, but like, like, I mean, he's maybe what, like a, I mean, he's like a, like just looks alone, visual. If you're just like looking at this character, I'm not like judging Albert Brooks like looks, but I'm judging the character and how he's portrayed and how he dresses and everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe a six, like a, a five, like a yeah. gay four, like a straight six. <laughs> like, I don't know. But like he's, he's, but like there's nothing in his personality for me to redeem him in any way. Like there's no charm there. Like there's nothing really harming. I think part of it is like he's saying the things you're supposed to say, but there's nothing behind it. Exactly. And and I think that's part of it. Like he calls that woman to set up that date when he's on Quaaludes, and then he just goes over and then he drives around. He's like, you know what, this isn't working. That's ridiculous. Like because the song came on, and he picks her up, going, "I don't think I remember." Like I I called you last. Like why are you even doing that? 
But oh he my thinks, gosh. He thinks he's being like this nice guy, but I'm honest about like, and he's just erotic. And he's doing all these things that I think there are guys that actually do. And there's guys yes. that don't do it, but think about that and go crazy. Like I can totally, like, I get the the part, you know, him putting the stuff on the porch and driving around at night and going to his house, checking the machine. No, no, call it like what? Um, and like she's out, for, they're out for lunch. But they, well, they're probably gonna be married when they come back. Like you know, getting all crazy. Mm-hmm. Like oh well, that's that's two times and she didn't answer. It's a sign, you know, like just these crazy things that people you know do. And then like he he just wants to talk about Bruno Kirby's wonderful in this, but the, the calm attitude where he's like, yeah, Danning's like, yeah, did you take did you take the Quaaludes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's them working. Yeah. Nope, just sit down and enjoy the lutes, okay? I just, no, they're good. Yeah, they're good. Like, just, his like, okay, dude. All right, dude. He's like, and he's like, or well, he's trying to be, say something. He's like, come on, man. Well, this is a man-to-man conversation. Like, All right, fucker. You know, like, what? <laughs> like, it's like, thank you. Because he's, he, he want, like, and he's at work, able to work, but he thinks a person is supposed to not be able to, so he tries to buy into that, like, well, I shouldn't be working, right? I don't think he ever worked on the film. I think the other guy did all the work. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I think that's part of the yeah the brilliance <laughs> of this is that like we never we saw him make one cut and the director didn't like it, mm-hmm. like you know, um, but like and and this this yes the sports room store is great and yeah. him and Super Dave are brothers in real life, so. Um, but but James L. Brooks is not his relative at all. That plays the director in it. Um, which James L. Brooks would repay him the favor and put him in broadcast news where uh, Albert Brooks got an Academy Award nomination wow. for it. Oh. So um, I love broadcast news. But yeah, so they <laughs> they have that scene, and then he immediately gives up on running. Like right, he buys all the stuff. Oh, it's he like, runs directly to a phone booth. Yep. Yes. To try to call her. He's like, just no. stretch it. And then the, the <laughs> what he's like, he's like, do you do you have salt tablets? Do you salt? Okay, well you're gonna do. And he pulls out the big, the bigger thing of him. Oh, so silly. Oh, oh again, that scene is its own movie. The sports scene of just him and like end, end, like end, end the hit credits when the, he runs to a payphone, like. <laughs> the whole buildup is I just broke up with my girlfriend. And then like you could make that a short movie where it's just literally him going to a store. I broke up with my girl. He gets like played at the at the sports store having to buy all the stuff. Like, what's a wrist wallet? Like even yeah. all of that. And he's like, do I need it? And then he goes and does the thing. He starts to run. And then you see him run to a um a payphone and then call his girlfriend. And then she answers, going, I'm so sorry, I made the worst mistake of my life. And then credits. Like that would have been like a great like seven minute movie that I would have been like, okay, that's kind of funny. A man realized, but like this man didn't realize any of his mistakes and he just kept making his own problems. And I hate mm-hmm. Characters like that and people in real life. Well, I mean, hates are well, I don't know what it is. I just they're insufferable and I don't ever want to be around them because you're creating your own problems. This, like, why did you yeah. suffer in the first place? You can't be like I hate people who get sad over their own decisions and it's like, Well, you made your choice. <laughs> like you did it to yourself. You you don't have to be sad. You were so i don't I I, I just I'm neurotic. I know I'm neurotic. And I think these things going, oh, my God, they're with somebody else. They're clearly getting married. They're doing it because I was the one that was dumped. But when the dumpy does that, it's like, get over yourself, you dumb piece of shit. You ruined somebody's life and hurt them. Like, don't feel sad. Like, I feel really little sympathy for the person 
who dumps somebody like in any movie. Like I just do like you created your own sadness. Get over mm-hmm. yourself. Well, and then, you know, he gets excited when he's shaving and he finds that phone bill. And oh. Like, oh, oh, there it is. That's and- my reason to keep on going. Oh, and they tell us they're like, "Oh, I called the number. I know." Well, yeah, like, the part is like, oh, "Who was?" Blah, blah, you blah. can be honest. You can be honest. I called the number. Well, guy okay. <laughs> Why was the phone bill in the bathroom? Yeah, I wondered that. Okay, that that that's what I was saying about like the when I would return to me about it being on the desk. I was like, that yeah. makes sense. Why was the phone bill in the bathroom drawer? Drove me crazy. I don't know what plot device or what anybody was thinking on that one, but I really want to know if there's an interview out there. I need to do some research. That I still can't even justify or rationalize why that would be there. You know what? Speaking yeah. of drawers, in return to me, I thought it was so crazy that the dog food just dumped in a pull-out drawer that they would cup out instead of it being in a bag somewhere. I'm like, this is how you get mice. Sorry. If you paid attention to where the dog food was in the kitchen. Um, oh, indeed. But when this movie, when she's leaving in that beautiful dress and he's like, um, are you wearing that to work? Are you not going to cover up with some wool? I can see your nipples. She's like, yeah, okay, bye. But she doesn't even care. Everything he says, like, it doesn't even phase her. And that's what's funny, though, that she's like, uh-huh. Because if it was a really psychological relationship, like, messed up one, I feel like um, she probably would have covered up because then he would have been really pissed at her or she'd be afraid of him. But she's not afraid mm-hmm. of him. So she's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do whatever. But I don't know why I laughed so hard when he's like, you know, there's people out there that only rape. They're out yeah. there. <laughs> Like, trying to warn her, like, don't you dare wear that dress, because this will happen. And she's just like, yeah, okay. I was like, oh, geez. Um, So, yeah, it's so weird. I guess they deserved each other, because she knows what he's all about. She doesn't care. Uh, She takes him back every time. Yeah, God, every time he's, like, jealous. Like, she's not allowed to work with a, a person of the opposite sex, basically, in his eyes. Well, she goes on the like stereotypical period. business dinner with a bunch of Asian guys at the table to, that for him to run into. So things, I mean, things do play like the movie he wants them to be. I guess that's what that's one thing I don't think the movie directly tells you, but I think because of his background and the editing that he wants his life to play like the movies that he edits and stuff. Like where he's editing a sci-fi movie with George Kennedy, but I think the idea is that that's what he thinks his life can be like or that's what he wants his life to be like but he's only only wants to do the chase but never what comes after like the life there's life after what happens in the movie but um he he can't handle what that is and he struggles well, it's infuriating <laughs> it's infuriating i hate the ch- honestly i hate the chase in real life so i avoid yeah. anything related to that so having to watch this movie just made me so Im- like because you're you're following the dump the dumper and I just mm-hmm. I was like no let's follow the one who got dumped like I want to see what she's doing I want to see her potential dates after him like mm-hmm. what is like what is she meeting like who is she talking to that like he's the best option she's got like I want to know these things because yeah I judge her harshly now too after that because she just accepts his proposal at the end and you're like why why <laughs> why he I mean his his behavior is becoming borderline abusive i mean it is abusive it's not physically but it is abusive Mm -hmm. because he's making her question herself and how she dresses and controlling and manipulative in certain ways because the jealousy is a form of manipulation so like what is it that what's the appeal there like i need to know more about her character otherwise i'm just mad at it and again that doesn't mean the movie's bad that these characters are so insufferable because i think that's the point 
but it just it's I definitely working on you <laughs> oh no it worked having a reaction to something is, is better than forgetting it and i'm not going to forget it because i'm just so angry that these people exist we well, can angry they exist and ugh, well yeah. have you have you seen defending your life I, I think I have. Is that okay. with Meryl Streep? Yeah, watch that one to watch. That's his. That's what I think is his masterpiece. But watch that. You, go ahead, watch that one that's to watch this one. out with. Watch this out with if you. And then Finding you know Nemo. The Muse. I love the oh, Muse. Yeah. Muse. Yeah. That movie's great. I own that on DVD. It's pleasant. Um, Sharon Stone is like crazy, and I love it. I I love that movie of his. Um, I think that's one of the lesser reviewed, like kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's charming. Um, because I love Annie McDowell in it too. She's so mm-hmm. like just oh flighty. Like yeah, it's, yeah. I, it's, I really like his his directorial career from what what all he's done. He's a real he has he has a it's a limited space, but um, tend to like most of what he's what he's done. Yeah, because he's got yeah, Lost in America and got a lot of good good because like there's a there's a thing where like there's. You know, like Woody Allen in the seventies, and if Ed Burns is the nineties, Woody Allen, he would be like the eight, Albert Brooks would be more like the eighties with what the kind of neurotic, like weird kind of indie relationship drama comedies that they would make that really kind of fit this vibe. But like he was probably the one for the eighties with that, I would say, even though his career goes into the nineties with things. But I, I, I noticed a lot of similarities in those three. Oh. Interesting. Ed Burns a lot more clearly, but. There's just so many. There's a lot more gaps in Albert Brooks's stuff because he acts a lot too. Is, is modern romance still really classified as a rom com? Like it's yeah. comedy. Yeah, but it it's gets... romance. I mean, it, it just because there is there is the the word romance doesn't make it <laughs> rom- because there's nothing romantic about this movie. He bought her gifts. He lied about he lied about scheduling a getaway, but then he did actually take her on a getaway. Um. It's a horror movie. It's a horror comedy. You're it's right. a horror comedy, and there's no. I, I think the thing is that the humor is a bit different with it than traditional rom coms. Yeah, because there's no romance. I'm not worried about the comedy. I got the comedy part. I just didn't get the romance. Yeah, we usually are rooting for characters. That's the thing. Rom-coms, you're rooting for them. You want them. They have this chemistry, and this couple has, like, no chemistry. This is more, a bit more deconstructive. It's a bit more deconstructive, but yeah. It's, it's, like, I'm going to be that meme. You know, the meme of the guy who's, like, sitting on a uh, table with the sign out front, like, change my mind. I'm going to be the horror comedy changed my mind like so far you haven't like it's a horror like this is a horror movie because this is like repeating like like hell for me like if you want to know what my hell is it's this relationship like if i was ever in it like i don't think i would ever be in this situation um because i don't know if like i've never had somebody try to get back with me after it's like ended type of situation but I, I just, I don't want to ever encounter these people ever. Desperately get back with you. Yeah. But like, but that's the thing though. I don't know what their bond was even built on. It's just, they're both toxic people, even though she's lovely and wonderful and easygoing for her to accept any of this. And you know, it is a very clear pattern. And it's happened before, right from the jump. They've, she's like, again, this is the last like time. This is it. We don't like her, and she's like more stubborn this time than usual because it's like where he has to work harder. But 
it's just it's like the cat like i would get it if they had a common interest and we saw them do something together that was like okay well that's cute that they do it but like right now it's just it the only thing that they have is the chase and her her gravitating towards the desperation that she's so she's attracted to desperation and he's attracted to her aloofness until he gets the response and then it repeats it and like it's toxic, it's bad, and it's a horror comedy. <laughs> I think they all agreed it was great sex. They had great sex together. Yes. Um, okay, well, I've been, it. There. <laughs> I've been there with people that I'm like, I'm. but again, it doesn't lead to let's do it. It's more of like, let's try to see what it's like outside of the bedroom, and then maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But there's no weird, that's not enough for me to like, desperately like call and do anything like I'll reach out for something good in the bedroom and I'll be persistent about that but I'm not going to pursue more or relationship out of it it just if I'm in the mood like I'll go for true tried and tested no matter how toxic it is um over somebody new but they they're using the word love so profoundly in this that it's not love then it's just like passion which even the sex scene in that, well, they didn't even really have sex. He came over to her house and they kind of make out and then it cuts to the next morning. Mm. But like that didn't even seem very passionate. It just seemed like a married couple is being like, tonight's our sex night. Like, where's the pushing against a wall and going at it? Like, I want to see Ron <laughs> give me it. Like, you're not, you're just giving me ordinary people who are insufferable, which again is probably a lot of this population. So again, I'm not questioning the movie and its uh, validity or its truthfulness or its authenticness. I'm just saying I hate everything about these characters. So well done, Albert Brooks, for just basically creating my nightmare. <laughs> Fair enough. I will try to stop my order of the uh, theatrical one-sheet poster for it that I sent to you, Greg. <laughs> You're like it's signed by the cast and crew. <laughs> <laughs> to Greg. Well, thanks up. for watching. Hey, <laughs> no, uh, but I I find entertainment out of the stuff that you're hating so much. There, that's driving you nuts. That um, I I find it a new, unique entry and perspective on the things and uh, the the passionate sex. I think we're at the point of this relationship where that is gone, and I think it's trying to show. That sort of going through the mo. Oh, we did. It. I got her back, and now what? And then like, it was going to be boring again. But he found the phone bill in the bathroom, which is where you do your phone bills back in the day. Mm-hmm. Which nowadays you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know how long someone was talking to somebody oh, unless true. you got their phone. Oh, I guess today, you'd find her password, or she'd leave her phone unlocked and be like, "What was yeah. mm-hmm. previous call?" So all right, so mm. technology. But. Let's see a modern day remake of that. Oh my gosh, that would I modern would modern romance. Oh, with It'd modern technology, gross. scrolling through everyone's DMs, Facebook. Like, oh, oh gosh, oh, oh, I yeah. know. Looking, I at, thought like, you liked her post. Yep, like just all this over dramatic stuff that didn't mean anything. Meanwhile, yep. you know they are both cheating mm-hmm. or something, and it's just projecting. Yeah, that just sucks. So yeah, I, I know. Again, it's a horror movie. <laughs> when I live in Los Angeles. Uh, before it was called catfishing, I had a I had a person I knew got catfished and went crazy about it and like was like trying to look for this person that they thought existed, I think, and they uh they like the I think that 
the catfishing person even blocked them or and they created or, or did something they they created a fake Facebook profile to find friends of there and try to like find like I'm like dude you mm, no way and then found like they lived in Phoenix and like I'm driving to go find them or whatever and left to go find Whoa. this person so, and I'm like oh my gosh did you ever like, see them again or did they die no I saw I, I saw them again but they got that's scary but I and I asked them I'm like did you meet yeah we did we met and I'm like I bet you didn't meet I bet. and they, they would go on these drives to go like stalker try to find this person that I was pretty sure would didn't exist but Whoa. I couldn't huh. I, I couldn't tell them differently or That's anything sad. at the time but like yeah um like they were uh yeah there's always these plans that we're gonna do this and we're gonna like oh and this is happening and I was like you've never met this person you never okay but that, this was years before catfishing was a had a term and a yeah. thing so um but yeah, craziness of seeing behavior like this firsthand for someone you'd never even met or been in a relationship with. But yeah, I never will understand that one. The virtual relationships that people invest so much time in without knowing a person. It's my mom. I do have a really not for right now, but a really funny catfish story. Um, so people, if you're listening this long, you can message me for the story. It's a great <laughs> story because I knew it was a catfish. So then my friends and I all teamed up to actually figure out who this person was. And then we did. Um, and that's all I'll say as a teaser. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, there we go. Um, but that'll, that'll do it for our roulette. Um, this has been a lot of fun. Um, glad, I'm glad we, uh, you guys were all up for this. Um, yeah. so maybe we'll do another one here and, uh, until then, yeah, Jessica, where can people keep up with you? Uh, let's be friends on Instagram. I'm at Jessica Alsman or on X Twitter, whatever you call it now. I don't know. At JN Alsman. And Greg? I'm at the McGoonies, the McGoonies um, on Instagram or threads. I don't use X um, Twitter. I'm, it's not X, it's whatever. Um, so, and, or Facebook, the McGoonies. Yep. All the same. All right, I'm on the socials at, and letterboxed at Brandon4KUHD. And don't forget to sign up for the podcast stage and submit for the podcast awards at PopCon Indie coming this April in Indianapolis, Indiana. So uh, that'll do it for this week. Um, more coming from the show. So keep keep your eyes and ears peeled and stay on the YouTube pages. My um, 4K and Blu-ray reviews are beginning to roll out there. So yeah, um, enjoy that. And as always, stay film positive. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found. <laughs> <laughs>